When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Pundit is the football trivia game. Every sale using the code LIONS at checkout now gives a whopping 40% discount plus a £10 donation to the Lions Food Hub. Visit punditgames.co.uk to order your copy. Punditgames.co.uk. Code LIONS. Hi, I'm Gary Rowett and you're listening to the world-famous Acton Millwall. Dear listeners, just 10 games to go in the season. Millwall sitting in sixth position. Our fate rests in our hands. What can possibly go wrong? Swansea, maybe. I can suppose they could go wrong. Welcome to Achtung Millwall, dear listeners. My name is Nick Hart. You're listening, of course, to the number one Millwall podcast. You join us as the two teams are coming out onto the pitch. Swansea, tonight's visitors, wearing a strange orange and blue get up lines of course in their familiar dark blue and white as I've just said the Lions fate rests in our own hands after that fantastic win at Reading, Norwich losing of course last Saturday uh, puts us back into 6th spot our last 5 drawn 1, drawn 2 lost 1, 1, 2 Swansea tonight's visitors, uh, listeners have lost 4 of their last 5 games so the form favours us if that's not a recipe for uh, falling flat on their face, I don't know what is. Your lines tonight, unchanged from Saturday, so that's uh, Jules Long and Gold, back line of Danny Mack, J- uh, Murray Wallace, Jake Cooper, Charlie Cresswell, did fantastically well Saturday. In front of them, the defensive two, which is Ryan Leonard and Jules Savile, the attacking three. Andreas Vogelsam, a score of that wonderful penalty. <laughs> Zian Fleming, and of course, George Honeyman, and up front, international cap, looming Tom Bradshaw, named in the Welsh European uh, Euro 2024 fixtures that are coming up in the next international world, which is next week, actually. So I normally have my team laid out so I could just read it without even thinking about it. And tonight, I've just lifted the, the team sheet from the um, social media. Running a bit late, listeners, due to the backward tunnel, being a mayor. And I normally lay them out in order so I can read them without really thinking about it. I had to think there. Apologies for the less than fluent flow. All misses. 
That's going to be the Lions kicking towards the away end in the first half in accordance with the edicts of the Venerable Bede, writing at Jarrow Monastery, 9th century, Anglo-Saxon England. So it's going to be Swansea to kick us off and away we go. So the message from Doug in Sweden, big shout out to Doug out there in, in Svenska, saying this is the fixture that he's most worried about because of um, Swansea's reputation for passing the ball. You never get the ball off them. That's how it's been the last few years, one way or the other. Did we draw from last season? This is uh, Swansea pressing forwards early on. It ball breaks. This is Joel Honeyman. 25 seconds on the scoreboard. Chance for Mill to break forwards. This is Ian now on the left-hand side. No one in front of him. Ball to spread. He's over overcooked that. It's gone for a goal kick. 38 seconds precisely in the uh, manner of Tim, the speaking clock. One for the older listeners there. Swansea with this reputation for passing football already. We've just gone past the first minute and they're knocking it around in triangles inside their own half. Um, hasn't done them a tremendous amount of good listeners. They're sitting in uh, 17th position in the table. So they're passing their way round and round and round in our half. You can hear the ironic applause already for it. Dennis filling up reasonably well, listeners. Midweek football at the Den is always a bit of a mare to get to. The Blackhall Tunnel southbound was, was shut coming over, which meant everything had to go through the Rotherhive. So I'm not long made kickoff, went myself in decent time. Maybe others are also being similarly affected. The Blackwall tunnel uh, sneezes, then London catches a cold, doesn't it? Gary Rowett talking about the points needed for player football. He's uh, speaking to the South London Press, London News Online. He says, if you look historically, he said it before, one season 69 points will get you into the top six. And other it might be 76 or 79. You might even need more. Shot from distance, that's a stinging shot from uh, Swansea to the left side of the penalty area, taken well enough by George Long. Ticking towards eight minutes. Okay, Gary Rowett says we've got to get our heads down, keep trying to pile the points up and worry about the next game looming rather than looking around and working, uh, working out what permutations of what could happen over the last ten games. You speak for yourself, Gaz. I've been working out every permutation you can think of. It'll be time for the um, football table predictor soon. That's, that's always another fun part of the end of the season, isn't it? Fume with a shout, anyway. When did Swansea develop this reputation for playing beautiful... European-style, Barcelona-Cafe-style football listeners. They seem to have had, had the last, you know, five to ten years of this reputation of being like a continental club playing in South Wales, don't they? It certainly wasn't their traditional reputation, I can tell you that much. They're a club that everyone says, oh, yeah, Swansea, love the football they play. Slags. Ten minutes in. I did say in the last show that I was going to try and avoid the Waldorf and Statler type um, persona in these shows and be a bit more bright and breezy and sunny. So despite what Gary Rowett says about not looking at his permutations, this is a big chance tonight, listeners, to put pressure on seventh place Norwich. They're playing tomorrow, incidentally. They're away at Huddersfield, who we face next Saturday. So uh, managed by Neil Warnock, of course, Huddersfield. Tempted out of re uh, retirement by the bright lights of downtown Huddersfield. 15 minutes, listen, not been an awful lot to report so far for your delectation patience I think will be a virtue over these next 10 matches I'm not sure that performances are going to be as important as results really another lump forwards for the greyhound that is Tom Bradshaw it falls now to Ryan Leonard from distance oh it bounces uh, wide wide left I think the, oh, the goalkeeper got a, a touch to it like a long range volley just outside the D bouncing along the ground the goalkeeper must have batted it around 
gone for a left-sided corner. 16 minutes, first shot on goal, on target. In it comes, a 20 uh, towards the centre spot. That's headed backwards by Jake Cooper. It's bouncing, Cresswell's in now. No one uh, gets the balls. It's Tom Brash now on the right side. He's got another ball in to flicks it in. Batted over the bar. It took a deflection there. It's going to be another left-sided corner. Listeners. Savile to take again. 17 minutes. Floated in. Deep again towards the penalty spot. It's uh, bounced away and Jake puts it back into the mix. I don't think Fleming can touch that. They've been offside, but it's just lumped straight up into the air. Panicky defending from these high balls by Swansea. This is Jake Cooper now. What can he do? He's put the ball down the channel towards Vogelsammer, but uh, defender gets there first, unfortunately. 20 minutes, come towards the 21st minute, about halfway inside the first uh, the first half, listeners. Uh, a couple of moments of uh, marginal interest, but nothing much to report on at this stage. It's, it's Swansea doing the triangle passing, and Mill with the long ball forwards trying to find Tom Bradshaw and then pick up the knockdowns. So it's going to scripts at the moment, nil-nil. We're all sitting behind the ball a lot. We've got to be uh, conscious of the need to break out of defence if we do get the ball. Forcing them back into their own half. Gary Rowett described this as a very tough team to break down when we're ahead. I think that's true. Especially on Saturday. There's been a few games this season, I think, with Stoke and uh, other wins, even QPR to some extent, where we've uh, been very difficult to, you know, to overcome with a one-goal lead. Makes for a nervy viewing experience, a nervy matchday experience, so, listeners. Not sure my old ticker can take it at times. 22 minutes in, that's gone for a throw-in. Not an awful lot to report from the first mm, 29 minutes, coming towards the half-an-hour mark. When we do get the ball, we're just slightly overplaying it and uh, not getting much chance to get a feel for it, I suppose. That's their part of their style, isn't it? It's a kind of bloodless type of football, really. I mean, with this, we are a club, obviously. We all are a club that are built on blood and thunder and high emotion. Um, sometimes for better, sometimes for, for worse. Um, but the Swansea style is to keep passing, 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 and uh, it kind of drains the blood out of you almost. It's... Um, it's a bit like in the Alien, where there's, there's people being kept in stasis, isn't there, for food for the Alien. You're neither dead nor alive, you know, that kind of situation. I think you know what I mean, listeners. Just reading about um, Gary Rowett praising Charlie Cresswell, his performance up there at Reading on Saturday. Uh, you have seen the YouTube clips, listeners, so I won't go on about Andy Carroll bashing him initially and then getting bashed in turn twice over. This is now... Zian Fleming on the on the left side of the penalty. He's got the boys just couldn't get a, got a touch on it. George Honeyman now on the left side. Sort of Vogel Salmon. 33, 34 minutes. Pulled into the middle. Danny Mack gets it on the far side. What can he do? He's well, he might have had a shot there. It's just a tight angle. He's tried to pass it backwards, but he still can retain possession on the right side. A little moment there. Where I thought the shot was on. And it's been given as a throw-in against us. There's a little. Um, Moment there, I thought Danny, with a bit more ambition, might have had a go, but as it was, he opted to tuck it back inside, and that was the moment gone. Yeah, so um, it was this, the battle between battles between Cresswell and uh, Andy Curran, which he more than gave a good account of himself, listeners. Um, it was described here by Gary Rowett as a good old-fashioned battle. It was more like a battle of uh, elbows and faces. Um, he says, for a young player, he dealt with the experience fantastically well. Another, another great experience to add to his list 
This is now Mill on the break. This is Vogel Samad. Honeyman getting clipped and the went through there. We do keep possession. Referees played advantage. Ball's floated in from the right side. There's Vogel with a header over right side. There's a free kick there that could have been given against George Honeyman. Fairly central free kick. Might have been the better option, but the referee opted to let play go on. In the end, it finished with a uh, header, looping header, wide right. Just 35 minutes, listeners. We were just starting to create a few opportunities the last few minutes by pressing high. You get moments in play where you've got 15, 20 passes where they're just going backwards and forwards with each other. But it's uh, 15, 20 passes a minute or two where you're not actually in possession of the ball yourself. It's been a frustrating half, in truth, to watch as a spectator. Very little in the way of um, fire and uh, brimstone. Satanic worship, that kind of thing that we like. I think Leonard has taken a bash in the crown jewels, listeners. Her, her Majesty, his Majesty, not her Majesty, his Majesty's scepter and orb took a bit of a knock there. 42 minutes, going to be a left-sided free kick, Vogel Summer to take. Mrs. Leonard will have to be very uh, gentle tonight with him, if he's got any energy left after this. Floated in. Poor cross, straight to the goalkeeper, no one there. Um, we've not really shown enough in this half, listeners to say the least. We've given, as is there want, Swansea the ball, a huge amount. And when we have had the ball, we've been wasteful with it. I don't think Gary will be very happy with what he's seen at half-time. He may well give him a good, solid rollicking. This is Swansea coming down our right side, the six now. Back inside, the 18. Ball deep, deep, deep. Um, long bats it away. Uh, the resulting volley was put wide. We dodged the bullet there, listeners. We dodged the bullet, but ball, uh, long batted it away like a bit of a patsy there, and it fell to the Swansea, I don't know what he is, midfielder, striker, who took it on the volley, he had time, and put it wide left when uh, really the goal was gaping, gaping for him. Dodged the bullet. Mill break now. This is, this is Ryan Leonard on the right-hand side. Danny Mack, uh, George Honeyman, sorry, ball into the middle. It's full... Beats everybody. This is Vogel. Sammer gets a volley away. Takes a deflection. Nicely, uh, nice technique there. Gone for a corner. Right-sided corner. So this would be last gasp of a fairly mundane half of football. In it comes. It's deep. Headed down by Jake Cook. Bouncing around. There's Gian Fleming. Oh, put well eye just as Gian was going to lash in from close. Left-sided corner again. Ball bouncing around there. It just got away from him at the last. Jill Savile to take now again, second uh, corner in succession. Then it comes, it's towards the penalty spot. We're going deep, that's a header from Cresswell. Uh, yeah, Cresswell, headed wide. There it is, uh, Mill nil, Swansea nil, not the most exhilarating game, listeners, in all honesty. Bizarrely as it stands, that's not a bad result for us. Um, second half, we need to maybe try and press forwards more. Uh, certainly win the ball more in midfield, we've given them too much time with it to knock it around. Need to get into their faces and it'll be in the second half. Anyway, there we are. Half time, nil nil. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Achtung, Mailball. Well, the general consensus around the internet listeners is very similar to my assessment. And that was a very tedious half of football. I'm just looking at uh, long play. A big shout out to long player. Says uh, Tom Bradshaw's player of the month, uh, championship player of the month, of course, and his international call-up. We all know what that means, says long player. Uh, Jim says, yes, it's boring. Yes, it makes us look poor, but we are playing this right, says Jim. And we just need one chance to get the points, in my opinion. Matt Webb says, Christ, that was dull as dishwater. Remind me which of these two teams are in the top six. I think I know what you mean there, Matt. Uh, anyway, the teams are now out, lined up for the second half. We will, will be attacking the cold blow lane end in the second half. Then the referee puts the football down. Zian gets us away. Throwing for Millwall. After some, some uh, consideration by the referee there. Inside the first minute of the second half, it's going to be Danny Mack to take this throw-in halfway along the uh, right side, right touchline, inside this Swansea half. We need a bit more vim in the second half. I, I described it as bloodless earlier on, didn't I, listeners? Like your life force has been drained from you. I once, um, when I was in housing management, I once dealt with a complaint, so-called complaint, that one of a woman's neighbours um, in a block of flats even that uh, this chap was a psychic vampire draining her life force from her by psychic abilities. As you'll gather, there were some mental health issues in all directions on this particular complaint. Um, but psychic vampirism, which I'd never heard of before, um, I thought I'd have a look and see what it's all about. And type it into Google, and up pops a million and one of crackpot websites. Never heard of it. Now I'll never forget it. Psychic vampire. I think we've been psychic vampire tonight. So far, listeners, 40, 47 minutes. You want to know how I solved the, the complaint, don't you? That's, that's your next question. I'm sure it is on your mind. All the way back to the goalkeeper. The ball loose, ball loose. It falls to Ian Fleming on the, just on the edge of the D. There's a poor pass there. He spreads it wide right, and that's his vocal summer now. 47 minutes, that's... Cross into the first defender, it's going to go for a throw in. There's a little moment there where Zian had uh, unfortunately surrounded by orange shirts. I did an email back to her saying it felt like the, the complaint fell somewhat outside the terms of the uh, tenancy agreement. It would be, if, it were, if it were felt to be true, it would be on the abilities of a landlord to prove sufficient in a court of law. That's how I solved it. Long throw in from uh, Ron, then bouncing around inside the box. 
There it is, slammed home by Charlie Cresswell. The ball falls to feet, loads and loads of bodies in the way. Falls to Cresswell, who basically side-foots it home, listeners, into the, the bottom right corner. 1-0 Millwall, 48 minutes. More than a touch of luck there to be put away. Of course, it, it fell from the uh, right-sided throw-in. Fell onto the, to the feet of Charlie Cresswell. Put the lines, let's have a quick look. In it comes the cross into the near six-yard line, bounces around, gets stuck in a melee of orange shirts, and uh, Cresswell slams it home, I think via a deflection from what I can so you'll have to check your YouTubes tomorrow, dear listeners. Well, that's a relief. That is a relief, listeners. That should put some more step in the spring on Spring-heeled Jack in the Millwall side. I was trying to think of a good analogy there. I don't know what Spring-heeled Jack, the Bermondsey monster. Could leap tall buildings at a single bound. Danny Mack puts uh, puts the heat on one of the Swansea players. It's going to be a, f- a free kick, left side. 49 minutes, just inside the mill half. Yellow card for Danny. Clipped his man now. Who gets up as soon as the uh, yellow card is shown to the ire of the uh, Mill crowd, as you can imagine. We are what we are, says Gary Rowett, talking about our defensively strong, resilient performances of the season uh, there are lots of things we can improve on he says uh, but we are a very very difficult side to break down the keeping composure is key says Gary we are what we are I used to work with a guy a manager who would say after every meeting practically no matter what the problem it is what it is and he would say it in a style like Wittgenstein might have announced one of his uh, philosophical you know, proposals the same kind of weight that it, it is what it is, and we are what we are. And they always look around the table as though seeking approval for this philosophical masterpiece. 52 minutes, listeners. Ball breaks. Bradshaw finding Fleming on the left side. He's got a honeyman on the inside. What can he do? Spreads it to his Vogel Sammer shot on target. Gone through the goalkeeper. 2 0 Millwall. Vogel Side foot shot. No power. It was on target, the goalkeeper let it go straight for him. It's 2-0 Millwall. That should be game set and match, dear listeners. Vogelsammer. Nice to see him back in the scoring ranks. Let's have a look, see what we can see. It's a break on the left there by Zian Fleming. Ball across to, to George Holmes. I thought he got away from him. And then basically a, a side foot shot on target. I mean, it wasn't terribly powerful, but the goalkeeper had a mare there. Listen, it's gone through him. Jordan Archer styley. Rain tumbling down there. Maybe that's made the ball skiddy, I don't know. Two new lines, that's all that matters. 55 minutes in. We asked for a bit of excitement. And we got it. This is Swansea now, pressing down our right side. We're back in numbers, but they do pass the ball back and forth. This is now on the on the right side. Jinking into the box. That's fired in close. Somehow that's hooked away by Charlie Cresswell. That's fired in from distance. It's taking a deflection into the net from the outside the D. 2-1 Millwall. Brilliant uh, clearance off the line, but it uh, didn't clear the penalty area and fired in from distance. We can never seem to keep a two-goal lead, listeners, can we? 2-1 now, Millwall. Shot took a deflection, which uh, obviously took it away from 
Jules long somewhat, but there we are. The Swansea pick up possession. They're coming straight back at us each time here, listeners. Ball overlapping on the right side now. Cut inside. Great, great save there by Long, and then Mill catch a, a bullet, dodge a bullet there, catch a break. Charlie Cressel clearing that uh, bastard away save. A nice save, incidentally, by Jules Long. 66 minutes. Mill just getting pulled apart a little bit at the moment. I don't know if we'd expect to see substitutions soon enough, whether Gary Rout will go for his three-man defence with uh, Sean Hutchinson. The Swansea manager, is it Russell something or other? He's going for the Gianni Infantino look of uh, kind of suit trousers and uh, just like a kind of a suit Mac, you know, kind of polo neck and like proper gear, but with white trainers. Strange look. Phil Collins did it, didn't he, on the front of... Um, is it no jacket required? That kind of plimsolls with your suit look. It was wanky then, listeners, and it's wanky now. Ticking to all 67 minutes. Lions leading it, but we just felt a little bit um, less less secure in these past few minutes since uh, Swansea got that break of a goal. Here they come again on the right side. We're just looking a little bit edgy, listeners. Edgy, edgy, wedgy. Ball down the middle. This is. Swansea on the edge of the middle penalty area. Oh, great tackle there. That was that was Jake Cooper. Possession goes straight back to an orange shirt, though, listeners. They're just chasing the ball at the moment. Whilst they play around amongst themselves. But it's, it's mostly it's halfway across their own half. But they that ball move breaks down. This is Tom Bradshaw. This is Ryan Leonard now. We just need a few moments with the football. I'll tell you what, Tom Bradshaw does a good job of winning the ball sometimes. He's not the most tall of players, but somehow physically imposes himself on the inside as the ball falls, you know. But we do give, again, possession. I can't, was it a stat I saw? It was 70-odd um, percent in that first half. Possession for Swansea. Starting to feel a little bit that way in the second. This is Swansea. In possession, in our half. Tell me, stop me if you've heard this one before, listeners. Passing it out wide right. I do find this man on the right, right flank in space. That's gone for a right-sided corner. It's been pretty much all Swansea since that goal. And the Lions do have a, a bit of a feeling of clinging on for grim death at the moment. I mean, overall, the leads, the 2-0 lead at one point, slightly fell into our lap, didn't it? Um, they might be being harsh, because obviously we've got to create the chance and take them, but... Anyway, let's put it that way. Um, since the relinquishment of that goal, it's been really pretty much Swansea domination, really. 73 minutes in. If they had a bit more bite up front, they would be a very dangerous team. As it is, there's another ball into the mix there. That's headed clear by Ryan Leonard. Crowd not happy to see us enduring this, this kind of pressure, as you can detect. This is Swansea now. Central midfield, balls in triangles. I shall be dreaming of triangles tonight. That's a long ball forwards. That's over the top. That's gone for a goal kick. Mill substitutions, 21. That's Vogel Sammer coming out. Watmore's coming in. That's a good performance by Vogel Sammer. He has his critics. Um, I like him. Certainly, second half, he's been better. But uh, looks like Bradshaw is coming out as well. It's going to be Ollie Burke up front. 74th minute. Shackleton's coming in as well. I didn't see who left the pitch there, unfortunately. I was busy looking at the WhatsApp messages, which are 
Pretty much saying we need to change things, which is what just has happened. This is Swansea now. Shot from distance. Battered around well by Jules Long. That was on target. A dipping low shot. That was a good save. 82 minutes. Has pushed it round for a right-sided corner. 86 and a half minutes. We nearly had the ball. Giving it back to him. This is now the three on the left side of the penalty area. Shot from distance. Wide right, thankfully. Wow. They've gone close there. Hasn't been his most influential game, Zian Fleming. Obviously, he's a crowd favourite. Getting good applause, of course. He's put a maximum effort into it, but I don't think it's been his most effective game tonight. So it looks like it's going to be the old three-man defence now. Three-man central defence. Swansea coming down our left. 88 minutes on the stadium. There'll be some minutes tacked on the end of the game. This is a shot from distance. Across the... Uh, Across the face of the defence there, the 17, if he got a touch to it, it, might have been offside, I think it was offside. This is the three from distance, headed clear, diving header clear by Murray Wallace. Little chance now, Oof. fantastic work by Murray Wallace, the ball keeps going back to an orange shirt, listeners, doing my head in. Here they come there on the, on the left side, shot from distance, That's, that'll do us wide, wide left. I think it's been a tired uh, performance, really, in truth, by Millwall tonight, and they're entitled to be tired, dear listeners, with the programme and the, the pressure of the situation. There should be what more to bring away. Bit of pace going down the left, what can he do? Just unfortunately dispossessed as he's crossed into the Swansea half. How much time to go? Last minute of added time. Ball on the right side, ball into the box. That's headed clear by Jake Cooper. Should be George Honeyman. Honeyman draws the foul, it's going to be a yellow card as, as Burke was surging through. But that does kill the, kill the clock rather, that should be enough for us. We've played almost seven minutes of added time. George Long falls on the ball. There's the final whistle, a great win, poor performance for me, but a great result listeners. Really, really valuable performance. Um, as, as tough a watch, I suppose, as you're going to have from a game of football in that there's Swansea, Swansea, Swansea all night. But to uh, get that 2-0 lead and go back 2-1, made it to the, um, the frisson of the evening, so to speak. But that was a magnificent result for Millwall. Um, let's have a quick look at the league table whilst status quo pound it out. 60 points now. We're now five points clear of Norwich in seventh position. They play tomorrow night against Huddersfield. Magnificent result, well done Millwall. My man of the match tonight, Ryan Leonard, Ryan Leonard, done well, loads of effort. There we are, Millwall 2, Swansea City 1. Hello. Hi Nick, it's Angelo, mate. Uh, I just want to have a quick couple of words about last night. Um, Obviously delighted to get the result, the 2-1 result. Obviously we didn't deserve it. Um, was one of our better displays, but really don't care, mate. Uh, I'll take nine more of them scrappy, boring, horrible matches um, for the rest of the season, mate. No problem whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, um, scrappy at Reading, got the three points. Scrappy last night, got the three points. Um, yeah, just buzzing, mate. We just got to make sure... 
that we get the result on uh, on Saturday against Huddersfield. And then that will be a beautiful, beautiful break for the players. But, um, yeah, really happy. Um, just want to say special mention. Uh, my man of the match last night was uh, Murray Donner. Murray Wallace, mate. Fantastic last night. He's had a few people on his back lately. But um, a few of the things he'd done in the second half were tremendous, mate. And I uh, just want to say well done to him, mate. Fantastic performance. Um, I was asking for Hutch to come back, but you can't knock Cresswell, mate. He's fighting for his place, and that's what you want, mate. So um, I know he got the goal last night. Bradshaw was trying to nick it off him. But, um, but yeah, so, um, so that's it, really. just wanted to say special mention of Murray Wallace. I thought it was outstanding last night. So um, brilliant performance. And... Um, yeah, bring on another scrappy, another nine scrappy uh, tight games for the rest of the season, mate. But yeah, on to Saturday. Let's hope we get a result there and then uh, we can all have a bit of a breather. Um, but yeah, uh, great three points. Uh, come on, you lines. Uh, Nick, Matt Richards here. Um, Adio, imagine being a Swansea fan, eh? Tonight, 76 possession, 19 shots. 10 on target and end up losing 2-1 to Millwall bloody hell I mean that was I don't know it was it was a tough game what a great result but battling performance all the cliches you want to kind of roll out really but um shit how did we hang on to that it's um we can't keep doing it can we I mean we're doing it brilliant back 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 to back wins but bloody hell that wasn't wasn't a great performance I don't know, I'm sounding down. I don't know why I'm sounding down. We've won two games in a row, but I just... And we're up to fifth. You know, it's amazing. It's just... Um, I don't know whether the players are just running on empty. I mean, there's no lack of effort, but we're just absolutely dead on our feet. Um, we've, you know, I suppose the good news is we've got a few games, a few days rather now to um, have a bit of a rest and get ready for Huddersfield is another massive game. Every game's massive. Every game's massive now, but I mean, if we can get three points there, um, it'll be a different game against Huddersfield. Um, Swansea are a better side than their position tells them tells us. Really, you can see. I mean, they're so good on the ball. They pinged it around. There sometimes I think it's five minutes before we even got a touch. I think when we were trying to put the subs on in the second half, we had to wait five minutes before they could come on. Um, they're just so good on the ball, but not good in front of goal and. Obviously not very good at defending, although the keeper was absolutely useless. But we'll take it. I thought there were some really good performances tonight. And we're definitely, I mean, defence played really well. I thought Murray Wallace was absolutely superb, especially the second half. Um, and, um, yeah, Creswell obviously took his goal well. Although I didn't know if uh, Bradshaw was trying to half-claim it, um, coming off his toe. And Bogey got, the, um, got his goal as well, which is um, another quite a bit of fortune attached to that as well but happy days you know it's um go on to saturday another three points and um let's see where that takes us come on your lines hi nick john Rankin just calling in um after the swansea game um yeah i mean it was a what can you say about that match again uh we get a result we had 24% possession of the ball and scored two goals. So, I mean, logic would imply that if we had 50% possession, we'd score four. But I'm not so sure logic applies to football sometimes. 
Swansea looked like a, a kind of second team Burnley to me. And obviously they're kings of possession football. They played the same time, the same type of football last year when they come down and beat us nil uh, one. The only difference was obviously we scored two goals. Um, I was pleased Vogel Sammer got a goal in open play. Took a bit of a deflection, but at the end of the day it was still a good shot on target. Um, obviously the first goal was kind of the kind of goals that that we're renowned for, really, a bit of chaos in the box, you know, a lot of big bodies, and I think it was Charlie Cresswell poked it into the cold blow lane end. But apart from that, we didn't really see much action because most of the play was around the sort of centre circle, really, and the, our sort of half of the half of the pitch. But I was impressed with the way we kept our discipline, it would have been so tempting to just kind of break out of the defensive shape we took up and clatter into a player and give away a load of free kicks, you know. If Burnley, uh, sorry, if uh, Swansea had had a, a better front man, I'm sure they would have beat us, but they didn't and we won. Um, amazing achievement, really. We're doing so well. I think our midfield... Uh, needs Billy Mitchell back though to be honest with you and my preferred choice would be Billy Mitchell and Ryan Leonard um, I think George Savoy he makes contributions but he drifts out the game he goes he goes absent for a long time but I'm not trying to dig him out you know I think he's playing to the best of his abilities but I don't know if there's a fitness issue there or a bit of an injury he's carrying but I'd be really pleased to see Billy, Mac Billy Mitchell back in that team I think everyone else is playing well I think George Honeyman's, you know, doing the work of two men, really. And uh, it was interesting to see the way that Rowett, Gary Rowett, changed the formation and changed the shape of the team to, to cope with what Swansea were trying to do. So, all in all, you can't really argue with it. I mean, it was a game we had to tough out. The, the stats are absolutely shocking. I mean, you know, they had 76% possession, uh, doubled shots at goal that we had something like 900 passes against our 300 um, it was absolutely crazy really um, but you know we prevailed and it was a great effort and there's a good atmosphere at the den it would have been easy for um, the crowd to have sort of shown its displeasure uh, the crowd tried to come in and help when we could Um and all round, you know, it's the type of team that we, we find it difficult to play against. If you go back to our performance against Sheffield United, you know, and, and, and even Burnley to a certain extent, but definitely Sheffield United, that was a team that kind of plays our sort of football. I've noticed we're a very direct counter-attacking type of team. Um, as soon as we get the ball, we're immediately, you know, trying to get into the opposition box by the quickest means possible, which which is good football, really. Um, so I've got no complaints. I'm looking forward to Huddersfield. I think Huddersfield's going to be a tougher game than uh, than Swansea, to be honest with you. But if we can just, you know, stay strong and grind out a result, put a couple of goals on Huddersfield, they're not doing well, they're bottom of the table. And if we can really, you know, impose ourselves on Huddersfield on Saturday then it's going to be very very interesting I'm, I, you know, I hate to say this but I'm beginning to remember 1987 with the Doc 
of Frank McClintock. And, you know, the team spirit and the crowd spirit is really good. So we've got a chance and it's in our hands. And I'm looking forward to the run into the playoffs. So come on, you Lions. Hello, Nick. Hello, listeners. Uh, ben Anthony here. Calling after the uh, 2-1 win against Swansea. Um, somehow it was a 2-1 win. That was a tough watch tonight. The um, the first half was probably the most tedious half of football we've had to sit through this season. That was that was uh, not a lot to sing about or talk about or cheer about. There was very very little um, action at all. So we had to improve in the second half and. We did, we did improve. We did push forward a little bit to start with. Um, it was uh, two very scrappy, fairly lucky goals um, from Cresswell and Vogelsammer. I thought both of them uh, were lucky to go in. I, I was kind of amazed. We amazed to be two nil up. I thought it was the, the, the most fortunate two nil lead uh, we we could ask for. Um, it was it was quite a remarkable game, um, and then uh, yeah, obviously to concede a couple of minutes later uh, just made things a little bit difficult. Uh, the the uh, yeah, it, it was frustrating. We sat back so deep, um, and and showed very very little going forwards. Um, that uh, it was it was a bizarre. It's a bizarre feeling. Because we've obviously won and we've got three points, which is which is hugely important. Um, but it, it was a, a tough, tough watch uh, down at the den. Uh, however, um, you do have to say it was it was a, a massive three points and and absolutely thrilled to get them. Um, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter really how you got the points as long as you got the points. So um, well done to the boys. They I imagine they're probably knackered. Because they've been um, trying to trying to hold on to this lead for a very long time, and that must be very tiring um, to do that. And uh, yeah, we go on to Saturday, where hopefully we can push up and push into attack a little bit more. Um, and um, yeah, if we can get that win, wow! Going into the international break with a, a, a decent lead. Um, in the playoffs and um, you know you'd have to say at that point we, we've never had a better chance to uh, solidify a place in the playoffs and um, you know it, it, I think we're something like seven points behind second it's not that's not impossible either is it um, but I didn't say that uh, anyway that's it from me talk to you Saturday come on you Lions Achtung Welcome back after the break, dear listeners. Joining me now to review that uh, strange win, in all honesty, last night is Mr. Michael Avery. Welcome to the show, Michael. Stranger things have happened, Nick, but I'm happy. Yeah, fifth fifth place, what, five points clear of seventh. So come and Huddersfield, do us a favour. Absolutely. Um, and also joining us, regular, regular guest on the show, Graham Payne. Welcome to the show, Graham. Hello, Nick. Nice to be on again. And as Michael says, yeah, come and have us feel. Do us a favour. <laughs> yeah, the big game tonight. Um, we're at the stage of the season now, boys, where we're looking for other results and other fixtures. And obviously tonight's one is 
Norwich, uh, are they away at Huddersfield or are they, are they at home? I can't remember. Anyway, they're playing Huddersfield tonight, um, who can do us a favour. Rock bottom Huddersfield need the points, so we're hoping that they can get a result against Norwich. But as it stands, in the aftermath of that win last night, Graham, we've got a five-point gap between ourselves and now seventh place Norwich. 60 points for us, 55 for them. Um, I found last night's game quite a strange game to review, really, because... Um, it wasn't a terribly good performance, I, in my opinion, by Millwall. And I rather felt that the lead fell into our lap, almost, un, I don't know if undeserved, you've got to take your chances. But it, it's, it was like um, fortune rained upon us, didn't it? And uh, for the most part, we, was, we, we were being given the runaround, rather, by a, a Swansea team that plays its plays its style, for better or for worse. How did you see the game last night, mate? Yeah, exactly that. The lead just sort of fell in our hand. The first half was a complete non-event, wasn't it? I mean... They were just passing it around and, you know, pass, 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 but getting nowhere really. I mean, there was one, I think one where Long came for it and dropped it and the guys sort of kicked it right. But other than that, I didn't really feel threatened by them. But I was admit I was getting a bit wound up by it all because they just seemed to just be playing it around. We couldn't get nowhere near them. And as soon as we got the ball, they were swarming all around us. But, Stroke of luck. Yeah. I mean, uh, my, yeah. Michael, I couldn't, I couldn't watch Swansea every week, could you? I mean, how did, it's, it's, it's the kind of beautiful style of Pep football, isn't it? This kind of continental passing. But I found it, I find it boring to watch. How, how, how do you do? You like that style? Is it your your scene, or you know, how, how do you see it? I'll be brutally honest with you. Cards on the table. If they had an end, a better end product, I think it's good to watch. Um, I think there was times where they did do some one-two touch football what was quite nice. They liked to spray the ball out wide. They played it comfortably along the back. There was a few times where they didn't seem run. Granted, we didn't put them under any pressure, but they didn't seem like they was under any pressure when they was on the ball. They weren't rushing or hustling, but it was just a final third for me. I mean, I'm not going to sit and wax lyrical and say our Swansea should be in the top six or anything like that. Um, I don't watch a lot of Swansea. I'll hold my hands up. I don't really watch a lot of uh, football apart from Mill and the championship teams that are on the TV. But there was a little bit of me that's thinking, if Swansea can knock a ball around like this and finish, why on earth are they near the bottom end of the table? But, as you say, and I said it at half-time, they knocked the ball around well. They, they did look good with it. But what did Long have to do, really? Not a lot. Not an awful lot. I mean, it was... Uh, Graham, there's some remarkable statistics. Uh, at one point, I don't know if it finished with these stats, but it was 70 or 75% possession for Swansea. And I think we had about, well, the 25-ish or something in that ilk. It was, it was, it was a really lopsided um, possession statistic. I suppose it goes to prove that stats give you nothing. I mean, it's, it's all about what you do with the ball and whether you put it in the net or not. That's the fundamental statistic that counts. But um, to have 70% of the ball and, and not really look... That dangerous. They they came on us a bit in the second half, mate, didn't they? They looked actually livened up when they went two 0 down. That seemed to be the spark that got them going. They looked better after that. They got forward more, looked in better, done more dangerous positions. Yeah, I mean, I think when they got that goal back, which was quite for you know, it hit the guy and went in. They, that seemed to really get them going, and they seemed to really get attackers down more down the left side, I would say. And they cut. There was one instant where the guy cut in and long pulled off a good save. But yeah, I, I think I think Rowett even said that if you look at the stats, they've they've got the most passing in the league. But when you're looking in their position, as Michael said, they've got no, no real threat up front. They're in the bottom half of the table. But. 17th. 
Pity, yeah. pity the the league table from their point of view. Pity the league table don't favour possession over actual points won, Michael, doesn't it? Because they'd be champions yeah. for them yeah. looking at. Well, they're lucky this season. I think there are three three teams that um, look like they're destined for relegation. Although I did see that um, Blackpool put six past QPR last night. Um, and there's a very totally off on a tangent here now, listeners. But there's a strange video doing the rounds of. Gareth Ainsworth, like a team building thing. I don't know if you've seen this, Graham. I know Michael said it. Nah. It's it. I mean, it's shot in the QPR um, team room, and it's with mean, Michael. David Brent will be will be will, would probably blush <laughs> yeah. at this stunt he's pulled. He's um, how can we describe it? He's brought in like a South Sea Island tribal uh, shaman. Yeah, it's it's like it's like a traditional hacker. Um, you would imagine, but it's the only way you can describe if those ain't seen it is if you if those who watch The Office, if if everyone can remember the episode where he does the motivational speech and he ends up high fiving simply the best, simply yeah, the yeah, best. yeah, and then mix, mix that with David Brent's dance um, number, that's pretty that's pretty much what it what it is a combination of, and then you've got you've got Ainsworth at the front of the room like Gareth, they're literally Gareth from the from the office. <laughs> Stood there thinking it's a great idea, but yeah, it's a, it was a shocker. But I've go, going back to it with Swansea, it, to a degree, it reminded me of that game we used to about the stats. It reminded me of the game a few years ago. You know when we played Fulham at um, Craven Cottage and they absolutely took us to the cleaners and they had the record stat yeah. for the most amount of passes. And I think when you broke it down, it was something like a thousand passes or something stupid like that, but like 200 were between the two centre-offs. You know, so they didn't really yeah. do anything. Um, and and going back to it, if if... I saw a tweet from, um, I think it was like Vital Swansea on, on Twitter um, this morning, where they was actually saying um, with Swansea very um, basically how the game went. They were like, oh, first half we was in the game. And as we always do, it's we, we always concede early after half time. So you sort of think, well, if it's that obvious that even sort of online blogs and tweet the Twitter fans are noticing it, what, why, why, is, why is the issue for Swansea not being addressed? But... Let's be honest, people. We don't. We don't care about Swansea's plight. I don't care where they finish. Um, it's where we're doing at the moment. Um, one thing I did think, or not one thing, but one of the things I thought yesterday was our urgency to get the ball or close the ball down was just non-existent. Um, there was a few times where Swansea misplaced a pass or um, sort of like miscontrolled it or or overhit a touch, and they had time to recover from it a number of times. And I think there was two or three times on the edge of the area as well when they did that. And you, all you got to think is. You know, if 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 it does happen, we don't want to say the p words um, are going, but if it does happen, we will be absolutely torn a new one if we play like that. I'm just hoping. I don't know if I'm I'm, I'm just being a bit too nice to me. Well, I'm just hoping that it's just February has taken the wind out of ourselves and knackered us all a bit, and we just need to go into this international break and have a bit of a break. Personally, but I could be wrong. Well, I think that's I think that's true. I mean, everything you've just said, I can't disagree with. I mean, Graham, I, I think we've had a very hectic period of football, high pressure football, um, you know, relentless. I mean, last obviously we had a, a week off last week, but the, the midweek game on on the back of uh, that fixture at Reading on Saturday, and now we've got Huddersfield again. I know this is the name of the game, and it's the same for everybody, but it does it must take it out of a squad that's that's injury hit, and you know. I think, as Michael just said, if massive, if if we were to get ourselves into the next level, into the top flight, it's a different level. I mean, you know, these, these are not these are not Premier League players for the most part. Um, you know, I'm, I'm being, I think I'm being unkind in saying that. Maybe only Zian, or I think he would have to raise his game somewhat 
at the top level. So, you know, other than that, you look around our side and they're, 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 they're actually going beyond their maximum at the moment, Graham. Don't you agree? I think they're, they're, they're going, you know, 110%, so to speak, rather than 100% at the minute. I totally agree. And um, I, I was it, it stood out to me last night when I picked it, George Savile, he, he did look shattered to me. And I think yeah. they should have made that change a bit earlier. You know, where Leonard, you can see, he's been off for a long while. He's come back in. And he, he's been, to me, like a bit of a breath of fresh air, Leonard, because he's come back and he's fitted in well. Savile, and I'm, 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 I'm a bit... I know it's good for Tom Bradshaw that he's got the call-up for Wales, but I think he could have done with that two-week break. You know, and now he's gone away with Wales and no break for yeah. him. Well, Savile's an international. He's a Northern Irish. As well, yeah, Northern Ireland, isn't it? Yeah. So I think Tom Bradshaw looked a bit leggy last night and all. Um, but as you say, it has been a very, very hectic February. And, uh, you know, these two weeks is uh, going to be, you know, yeah, no, no, it's, it's a massive two weeks. I mean, what, what is it now? It's it's uh, nine games to go, Michael. Um, you know, let's, let's let's keep our fingers crossed. We're recording this during the day ahead of the Norwich game tonight. Let's let's hope they um, fail to win at least um, tonight. But it, we, to have some clear blue water between us and the non-playoff spots is is a massive achievement. Um, it's going to drain a squad, isn't it? I mean, it, it's. Um, whether we like it or not, this this is the business end of the season. It's really all about the results now, as as per Saturday, as per last night. Really, it doesn't matter about the performance. Yeah, um, it's, it's what what, what, the, what the bottom line finishes at. Yeah, and and it's how it's how we do grind out these results. I mean, everyone wants to be entertained. I remember um, a couple of years ago when we were saying with Millwall when we was like pushing to the sort of top half of the table, and people saying that as, as, along with the business side of it. Um, it is a um, is an entertainment product. I can't remember um, what I was listening to recently. I'm, I don't know if it might even be one of your shows, Nick, with with, with Neil mm. Fisler. But you know, if if you want to support businesses, like if, if football is becoming a business and you want to support business, then you should be monitoring how companies do on the stock exchange. You know, if if that's what you care about, the business side of it and how you're getting on, <laughs> you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't be watching the game for the entertainment. But at the moment, we need to grind out results, and we're grinding them out. You know, we we I, I think if you look at if you looked in January, the schedule of February, let's be honest. In hindsight, there is we we never thought we would get over the results that we got, especially Burnley and Sheffield United, one after another. Um, and again, yes, we lost to Norwich, but you know, there's some, there's some tough teams in there we beat. Um, the one. The one thing that gets there's this, I, I know Millwall was always historically, especially over the last few years, been a little bit of a one-man team. There was reliance on Jed Wallace, and this year there seems to be that um, Zian Fleming is our spark. But it does, uh, it, it, what does concern me is when he is off of his form a little bit, it does seem to really affect the whole side. Um, Virgil Sama is not the same player when Fleming isn't playing well. I thought he didn't have a particularly good game last night. I think one of his dead balls that he hit, that he curled in and literally bounced on the penalty spot and went out for a goal kick, you think that's inexcusable for a top six championship team to not be threatening at dead dead balls in the opponent's half. Um, I know he gets a little bit of a bad rap, Virgil Sama, from... Um, from some areas of the fan base and I try and stay slightly neutral with it but he's a player who needs to be more consistent if we're going to go up um, I'm liking our Creswell's plan though to be fair I think he's he seems to really have embodied what it means to be at this club um, I think his is a little bit more difficult than Shackleton's because I think Creswell has to go back to Leeds at the end of the season doesn't he where Shackleton has got the option to sign I think we have an option to buy don't we with Shaq's um, yeah with Shackleton's well, yeah. I need 
I nearly called him Cressy. I nearly fell into the, the nickname mm. um, Twilight Zone there. Cress, Cressy's got to go back, I think. Um, I suppose it, it, a lot depends on the outcome of the season. I, I think, he, I mean, the rave reviews that he's getting at Millwall now, Graham, I, mean, I think these were one him back. I, 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 they're not exactly a defensive powerhouse. So I would think if they've got this England under-21 level talent who's, who's performed well in the Championship as he, as he is, You'd want him back. Um, it'd take a take a big deal to, to get him away from the market. I think the thing is as well, Nick. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, Nick, but I think if if Leeds go down as well, Creswell will stay. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. yeah. There, there's, there's well, there's that side of it. Like yeah. There's not space for Leeds, Everton, and West Ham because there's other teams in in the mix there. But it'd be nice to get them all all, all relegated. But I think West Ham <laughs> have probably got enough to get away from it. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we, we'll see. Um, as far as the Vogel Sammer question, where do you stand with Vogel Sammer, Graham? Do you, I mean, he does seem to divide people, and I, I, I think he probably go for me. He goes, it goes back to this the, the Premier League point that Michael's just made. Is clearly not that level of player. He's a good player if you're in the bottom half of the Championship and possibly lurking around the top half of League One. Is he's, he's a he's not the very creme de la creme, is he? He's not. Don't come into that category. No, I'm not. I know what you know, Michael was saying, but I'm not his biggest fan. I, I, he doesn't do enough for me. I know he, he's all this. You get this argument. Oh, he's a centre forward being played out wide, but no. Nah, I mean, even that. I know the, the shot that went in. He, he should have. You know, I thought he was going to blast that. And he sort of side footed it. It was luck. And it, it luck, I mean, hit the goal kick, and it went in. It went but through the goalkeeper like the, that. Burke would have started, and it's, or or Watmore rather than Vogelsang, because I do think we lack. Just a bit more. As Mike said, if Fleming's not on his game, the team suffers. And he yeah. was a bit anonymous last night. He seemed to drift out wide left in the second half. I don't know what that was all about. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not his biggest fan, I must admit. But Fair enough. Know, he, he, right, obviously thinks he does the job. So, I think... And he's the, I th- I was trying to think because I mean I, I read the criticisms online, and I mean your point, Michael, about what he what he, what he you know what, what he brings to the game. Um, I, I think what he brings to the game, and and, and just the, there's a good contrast with Oliver Burke because when he came on, he's clearly a talented player. He's, he clearly is um, in terms of ability, pace, a level up from what we're used to certainly, but he just lacks a certain spirit. And I think whatever you're saying about Vogel Sammer. Um, he is a Millwall player in the sense that he brings spirit and drive. Now, it might be misfocused, but it might not be. But Nick, so, Nick, so would I if I was in the side. <laughs> so would I. So would Graham, but we wouldn't field us. Yeah. No, wouldn't start us. Anyway. Right. Um, but I think I, I think Gary Rowett puts puts value on that. I think it's that. I think that's where that's where Vogie's being picked over probably someone like Burke, who I think is... A, t- a talent, but he's he's just there for the money, isn't he? He just seems to be. There's that sense of um, not. He's not. He's, his heart is not there. Whereas I think Vogel Sammers is. I don't, am I being over romantic? Thinking that, Michael. Um, I. He, he definitely plays like he has a bit more about him. Um, um, Vogel Simon, doesn't he? Um, I don't. I, I think yeah. he he probably he probably feels he has more of a point to prove because he comes from abroad. Um, and with Burke, I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm going personally. I don't always like the person, but where he's always been six months here and not settled here and not settled there, maybe that's probably why he gives off. He, he might not be like that, but he might give off the perception that he's not interested. 
um, because he, he can't seem to get settled too well. But I have to say, though, like with, with the Burke, um, bringing him on as a sub and Watmore and all that at the same time, um, I think... Obviously, the substitutions were were right because of um, you know he waited until a little while to bring them on. I would I would have brought them on at half time, um, but I've got to say I mean I'm just going to have a quick look now. The one thing that concerned me is that when Bradshaw came on, and I know we was probably doing it tactically, but we didn't have a recognised striker on the pitch, did we? Um, you know, no, we, that's we, a problem. That is we, a problem. We was, we was, uh, we, I, yeah. I made the. I made the joke. It was like when Scotland was um, playing Czech Republic and they played the four six zero. You're sort of looking and you're like, you're like, where, where, where is where is your pinpoint? And someone said, well, you know, so and so's up front. I mean, I'm having, I'm having a look at the subs now. So the subs were Hutchinson, Burke, Malone, Shapleton, what more beer, Kelsey, Essay. Bradshaw takes a knock. Touch what he doesn't. Anyone listening? What do we do? Yeah. What do we do? Yeah, yeah, no, we, we, I mean, this is part of the, this is part of the stretch of the running, really, because the, the, the other part of the uh, equation is, is that we, we've been so effective with injuries and we're a small squad ground to start off with, aren't we? I mean, well, you know, it's, we, we're not exactly replete with numbers, so, and certainly quality, um, so to, we're, we're kind of punching above our weight, there's that phrase, I might start a punching above our weight bingo competition. Over the next nine games, to see how many times we're going to hear it a lot. We're going to hear it a lot. Um, what about the, the, the first goal? Is being claimed apparently by by Tom Bradshaw. I suppose strikers will always claim goals, but it looked a bit of a. I mean, it looked like Cresswell's goal to me, Graham, in real time. I mean, it, it's apparently it's touched his calf going past him, but I don't know if that gives you the goal. Will we've yeah, got to materially deflect the goal, I think, to, to try and have a, a claim on it. Um, yeah, I mean, would you give it to him? Are you giving that that first goal to Graham Cressy, Cressy or uh... Cressy? Got to be Cressy. Bradders. Cressy. It was, it was just like a like a move where it was like a rugby scrum, and then suddenly stuck his boot out and it went in. You know, it was. Yeah, it, yeah I didn't even realise Bradshaw touched it, but um, yeah, I no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't mm. think, but I suppose that's 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 your striker for you, uh, Michael, isn't it? That's just, I would I, I would give it to whoever's got the lowest goal bonus out the two of them. Oh. <laughs> that should be Cresswell. Mind you, I, I, did I not read online that he's got more goals now than Jed Wallace and um, you know yeah. the, the, the artist former known as Jed, Jed Wallace with that goal perhaps last night? I don't know. Um, man of the match, who would you choose as your man of the match last night, Michael? Who are you going to go for? Um, Ryan Leonard. I think he just done he'd done the job in that centre midfield really well. No nonsense. Um, he didn't um, do anything massively spectacular. Don't get me wrong, but it was very. Uh, very professional job done, you know. Like especially, especially with as we said, players like Savile who seemed a bit tired and and that kind of thing. He done a lot of running. I know a lot of people have given it to Murray Wallace. I wouldn't necessarily say Murray Wallace was man of the match for me. I think he got back up to the level that he had been, but I um, I, I think after recent performances like Norwich and and other games where he's not been particularly good, he needed a big performance. And yesterday, maybe put him back on the level, but I wouldn't say Wallace was man of the match. So, yeah, Leonard, Leonard for me. Yeah, no, I, I, would, I went for Leonard in real time. I've seen a good case made for Murray Wallace, uh, Graham, as well. Who would you choose as your man of the match last night, mate? Uh, I think I agree with Michael Ryan Leonard, but I think that last, from when uh, Swansea got their goal back, Murray Wallace was superb in that, in that period afterwards. Some of the tackling, and I, I pinpointed one where the ball come in and Honeyman headed it straight across the box. And he sort of went out there and, and, and you know, done a lovely tackle on the guy because I sit that side so you can see it. But he yeah. seemed to, you know, that last 25 minutes, he seemed to come back to the old Mary Wallace. 
But yeah, I think overall Ryan Leonard was man of the match as well for me. Now, we don't have any stars on Akdung Millwall, listeners. I've Thanks. kept him waiting in the green room. Great, <laughs> kept him waiting in the green room for a long time. I, I didn't know he was in there, but anyway, welcome to the to the show, star of BBC Radio London, Radio Five, Mr. Aaron Paul. How are you, Aaron? Uncle Nick, what's happening? Uh, I, I just got to say the facilities in the green room, ten ten, we all make squash <laughs> out of this world. I missed I missed the fact that Aaron was in, in in the waiting zone, listeners. So anyway, I brought him in now. So good to have you on the show, Aaron. You were there last night, mate. I mean, it was it was a strange win, wasn't it? Um, mixture of tedium and um, and and and, uh, and and tenseness towards the end because I thought Swansea had a, a shot of getting back into it. They they looked dangerous once they they got that goal back. God, that first half was crap, wasn't it? I mean, genuinely, like the guy sitting next to me was was an old was an older chap. Um, mm. I'll probably get crucified for not knowing who he is. He, he was he was like one of the guys who does like the Millwall Museum and like the history stuff. And he was singing little songs to himself. And I was like, all right, yeah, cool. Throughout the first half, he was just going, doo, 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 doo. and I was like, <laughs> looking that's at what him, happens like, to you oh, after cool. 50 years of Millwall is what becomes that's what I'm going to be doing soon. I, I, you know, Millwall's equivalent to Bert and Ernie behind me as well. That's not to what I'm off to know exactly what I'm talking about, who wouldn't shut up the whole game. And I'm like, boys, just give it a rest with your crap analysis. Anyway, it was a crap first half. <laughs> second half, look, three ropey goals, let's be fair. Um, but who cares? The three points is all that matters. At this stage of the season, no one cares how you do it. It's about getting the three points on the board. One thing Gary Rowett said, and we know he is the most pragmatic of, of pragmatic, but he turned around and goes that the side learnt a different way to win. Let me tell you something. Huddersfield on Saturday may show a bit more bite than that. They may not be as good as Swansea, and Swansea aren't very good, but they'll show a bit more bite. And Mill will need to be on their game uh, on, on, on Saturday if, if they're to pick up another three points. But again, look, with the race of the playoffs heating up, genuinely, I'm already looking ahead to the running. I'm looking at the running, just going three points, three points, point, three points. I'm thinking... Hey, uh, you know, is a couple of semi-finals um, due due for this club because yeah, getting very real, Uncle Nick, and I, I just don't know how you're going to cope with the Premier League. You yourself, <laughs> me myself, <laughs> no one else. Well, well, just pick me. Um, <laughs> I. I mean, let's, let's 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 save that for the summertime if we if we get there because I I think you're right. I think it's going to be a culture shock for them and for us actually. But anyway, that's that's conversations for another time, another place. I mean, actually, I'm just looking at the league table, boys. I mean, obviously we're in fifth as we've said a few times, sixty points. Luton just above us in fourth. Uh, Middlesbrough in third on sixty four, so they're not totally out of out of touch. Sheffield United in second place. I mean, all we need is a collapse in form. <laughs> Gentlemen, a collapsing form in uh, Bramall Lane, and we keep grinding these results out. And I'm, you know, maybe I'm getting the, maybe I've had too many of my tablets today, Aaron. That is starting to make me get delirious with uh, with the fantasy of it. Easter weekend, get past Easter weekend, and the road and the path is very, very clear, because you got Holloway, not very good. Preston at home, not very good. Birmingham at home, they're crap. Wigan uh, away, I mean, just gen like. Three points, mm. black all away. They could be down by then. And I call that final game uh, of the season at the Den, Millwall Blackburn, the adjuster game. And why I call it the adjuster game is because both of those sides will know who they won't want to play 
in the playoffs potentially. And that could mm. be the most farcical game you'll ever see in your life. If Mill will need three goals to like, you know, sit in six <sighs> so that Blackburn push up, it could be end-to-end stuff. It could be boring. But that could be <laughs> we'll see. That, that could be key. Oh dear listeners, it's getting real as, as Aaron's just said. The shit is getting real. Um Michael Graham, you're on your lunch hour, boys, so I, don't, I won't keep you too much longer. Um, appreciate your time today. Aaron, you've got a, a broadcast schedule, mate. What are you doing today? What, what, what stations are featuring your uh, talents I'm, today, I'm mate? on Five Live. I'm on Five Live this evening, but um, just, right. just to highlight for our listeners, um, uh, BBC Radio London, local radio, we're all on strike today. No, not because of Gary Lineker, but because <laughs> of um, the BBC's planned cuts to local radio services. Now, uh, for anyone who didn't go to the den yesterday, the game was live on BBC Radio London, who provide an unbelievable service and coverage to everyone. Um, so, yeah, support your local radio stations because they, they are planning to make mad cuts and, and some of my top quality colleagues will be potentially losing their jobs and it's it's, it's worrying times out there, really worrying times. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's what we're up to. So... Taking a bit of a stand from BBC London, but we'll be on the national service later on. One hundred percent, mate. I think that the BBC. I know you know there'll be people out there in the world of the internet screaming at their speakers when I say this, but the BBC is one of our national national institutions, a national treasure, and the local radio, especially, does a valuable job. And it's not just sport, Aaron. It's the the local news coverage, um, you know, across the country. And I think that you what you. You lose these things at your peril. You know, when it's gone, it's gone. It don't come back. So, um, no, absolutely. I'll, I'll use my old union phrase for you here. Solidarity, comrade. Solidarity, mate. Nice one, Uncle Nick. See you Saturday. Absolutely. Gentlemen, thank you very much. And thank you to you too, dear listeners. Um, till the next edition of Achtung Mill, it's uh, Arrivederci Millwall. Bye for now. Achtung Millwall. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.